You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're still at the beginning of chapter 4 of the Mishnah of Sukkah. And yesterday, the or the first few Mishnayot of chapter 4 just deal with questions of dates. For how many dates does each activity take place? And we learned that there's an intense interest in what happens if important parts of the festival fall on Shabbat. So, for example, if the first day of the festival falls on Shabbat, that really affects how we take the lulav. If the second, if the seventh day of the festival falls on Shabbat, that will really affect how we deal with the willow. Then, having laid out, if you like, the basic date architecture of these mitzvot, the Mishnah is then going to get into the detail of how we celebrate these activities. And as we said, when we started chapter 4, chapter 4 is focused on the temple. It's focused on the Beit Migdash. So it begins, mitzvah lulav ketzad. How do we do the mitzvah of lulav? Well, we've already looked in chapter 3 at the mitzvah of lulav in the synagogue. And we learned that everybody brings their lulav and they all mark it so that they know which is theirs. And then the following day, if it's Shabbat, in other words, if it's Shabbat, they'll bring the lulavim on Erev Shabbat. And then the following day, they come to shul and they can shake the lulav. And everybody knows, everybody marks their lulav. They all know whose is whose. But in the temple, it's different because there are thousands of people in the temple. It's absolutely impossible to figure out what is going on. So what do they do? What do they do if the festival, the first day of the festival falls on Shabbat? Because we said yesterday, remember, that if on the first day of the festival there's a special mitzvah, a special command to take the lulav. So even ulukachtem lachem by yomarishon, you'll take the lulav on the first day. So even if the first day falls on Shabbat, we're still going to take the lulav. So how does it work? Yom tovarishon shel chag shechal yot b'Shabbat. So the first day of the festival falls on Shabbat. Molichin et lulavehen laharabait. They bring, or they actually, they literally they bring, but really they, yeah, they bring their lulavim to the Temple Mount. And this is all the day before Shabbat, right? This is all going to be the day before Shabbat. They bring their lulavim to the Temple Mount the day before Shabbat. The Mishnah doesn't say this in so many words, but it expects us to understand that. And the Chazanim, we don't quite know who these Chazanim are. Maybe they are cantors, but most of the commentators translate them as sort of attendants. They're the guys who run the, the temple. So the attendants would receive all these Lulavim and they'd arrange them on top of something called the Itztaba. Itztaba is a Greek word. And Koran, uh, actually quoting Steinsaltz originally, thinks it's some kind of bench that you sort of built, you build around. So um, Steinsaltz says, sorry, this is not, this is Evan Shoshan, sorry, Evan Shoshan. Evan Shoshan is a real lexicographer. Evan Shoshan thinks that it's some kind of bench that you sort of build around the building. So there's maybe there's some kind of sort of bench built around and they put them on top 
the Gemara seems to think it's some kind of portico. So again, it, we talked about porticos before in the context of sukkah. It's, maybe it's some kind of portico. They put them on the roof. Anyway, the attendants put them away somewhere, and it seems to be somewhere pretty high. Because, well, we'll find out in a minute why because. But anyway, they put them on, on the stubba, on the bench or on the portico. And the elders laid theirs in a chamber. So they have a special chamber for the elders. I think the elders just want to be protected from what happens next. So what happens next? And they teach the people to say, Whoever gets my lulav in his hand, let it be his as a gift. Remember, we need to shake our own lulav. So we train people to say, look, if my lulav ends up in someone's hand, it's his as a gift. Lumachar, on the next day, that means on Shabbat morning, they get up really early and they come. Must have been thousands of people getting up early and coming to the temple. And the attendants throw them down before them. So, they, so this is why I think the Gemara thinks this thing is not a bench but a high, high roof, because the, the attendants are throwing these lulavim down in front of the crowds. And they are snatching at them, and people used to grab and hit each other. And when the Bet Din saw, when the court saw this was dangerous, when they saw it was dangerous, they instituted that everybody should take the little love at home on the first day of Sukkot, even though in the temple itself, somebody in the temple itself would have been taking it on the, on the first Sukkot, but presumably, you know, it's just some of the Kohanim. But the ordinary people, they took it at home. And it's an interesting message, actually, from a point of view of health and safety and saving of life. When the Bet Din saw this was not right, they did something about it. They took action. They saw and they took action. That's the mitzvah of Lulav. What about the mitzvah of the willow? We learned yesterday about the willow, and we learned that this is not the same willow that we put into our lulavim. This is a big willow that they used to stand up on the side of the altar. And I actually found a picture for you in Koran. This is a, an imaginative picture. It's not a historical picture. But this is how Koran imagines it. And this is basically based on the commentators, the Bartanura. I brought the Bartanura at the bottom of the source sheet. The Bartanura quoting the Gemara says that these willows were actually 11 cubits high. So that's about six yards high. So they're, they're nearly 20 feet high. They're nearly 20 feet high, these willow branches. That is actually about right in terms of the scale of the people in that diagram. The altar is really high. That's why it has the ramp leading up to it. And this picture shows the altar on the side away from the ramp. So you, you can't see the ramp. But imagine the ramp behind and the fire is on top and the Kohanim are doing their thing on top. They're actually pouring, looks like the Kohen nearest to us is actually pouring water because it's Sukkot. We're going to pour water on the altar on Sukkot. And there, there is a massive, massive willow branch at the side of the altar. And they'd have all these willow branches round the sides of the altar, gigantic willow branches. 
So how does it work? Mitzvat arava keitzad. How was the mitzvah of the willow? Makom hayalamatam Yerushalayim v'nikra motza. There was a place below Jerusalem called Motza. Interesting. There is still a place below Jerusalem called Motza, although it's a modern place now. I have no idea whether it's the historical place. The um, Gemara actually, associ- uh, sorry, the Bartanura associated with a place called Kalanya. And he says it's a very short way away from Jerusalem. And in fact, Motza is a few miles out. So it, it's probably not the, not the same Motza that we passed today where we drive on Route 1 out of Jerusalem. Anyway, there was this place called Motza. Yordim l'sham umlaktim misham murbiot shel arava. So they went down there and they gathered these tall branches of willow. Uva'in ve'zok finotam b'tzideh And they came and they stood them up at the sides of the altar. Ve'rashehem k'fufin al-gabeh ha'mizbeach. And their, their heads were bowed over the top of the altar. Look, you can see the, 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 what we, yet, we said yesterday. Willow is a kind of a droopy thing. Generally, willow is a droopy thing. So we'd expect it to droop over the altar. And sure enough, you can see in this picture the kind of the willow is just starting to droop a little bit over the top of the altar. But willow is a kind of, it's kind of a, it's a very droopy tree, very droopy tree. So their tops are bent over the altar. Taku veheriu vetaku. So they sound the shofar then. They do a takia, a trua. And then a takia, taku veheriu vetaku. And then, bechol yom makifin et pam achat. And every day they walk round the altar once and they say, Ana Hashem hoshiana, Ana Hashem hatslichana. This is our, these are our, our hoshanot, right? And we do this right now in the Beit Knesset, in the synagogue around a Sefer Torah because we don't have the temple anymore. The Torah has replaced the temple, but they used to do it round the altar. So what we do now is kind of in memory of what they used to do then. The Otohayom, this must be referring to the seventh day. The Otohayom Sheva Pamim. And on that day they go round seven times. Bishat Ptiratan Mahinomrim. And then when they're departing, this is yeah, clearly the seventh day. They're taking leave of the of the altar at the end of the festival. What do they say? This beauty is yours, O altar, or maybe you are beautiful, O altar. This beauty is yours, O altar. And Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, to the Lord and to you, O altar, to the Lord and to you, O altar. It sounds like a Pesach song, actually, in some, in some way. As it was done on the weekday, so it was done on Shabbat. So they did exactly the same thing on Shabbat. Even though I guess we would say probably the willow, are the willow branches muktzah on Shabbat? I'm not sure. They're probably designated for whatever they're used for on Shabbat. So they do exactly the same on Shabbat. Because they'd gather, except they would gather the um, branches, they'd gather them on the eve of Shabbat. So they'd gather them Friday afternoon. 
But Gigiot shells the harbour and they place them in golden basins. Must be golden basins full of water. So they wouldn't get wilted. Rabbi Yochanan ben Brokia Omer Hariot shell Dekel Hayumavin. Rabbi Yochanan ben Brokia says they used to be palm branches, not willow branches. So he has a different view as to what the. I mean, we can't understand Rabbi Yochanan ben Brock at all because we know these are willows. It's the mitzvah is Aravah. The mitzvah is is willow, and it's a halacha la Moshe Sinai. It's a halacha from Moshe passed down from Sinai. So, can we know that they're palm? We know they're willow branches, but Rabbi Yochanan ben Brock. And and by the way, the halacha does not go according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Brock, but we still respect him. We quote minor, we quote the minority opinions in the Mishnah, even when we don't follow them. So he says they used to bring palm branches. And they beat them on the ground at the sides of the altar. So maybe this is in addition to the willow branches. And that day was called the day of beating the palm branches. The Gemara explains that the... The verse says, palm branches. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka says, look, palm branches are in the plural there. So there must be one palm branch for your lulav and one palm branch for the altar, for the beating. So he has a verse to back him up. But the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka. So he has a verse, but we don't listen to him. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>